0: This is what activates power in our lives. It releases chemicals in our body to bring us calm, to bring us happiness. And when we're calm and happy, we can make wiser, sounder decisions. Giving thanks is one of the greatest spiritual weapons we have in the battle of life. Welcome to another episode of Think Like a Champion. This podcast is dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. And I want to specifically thank everyone who has written a review or shared this podcast on social media. I appreciate you partnering with me to help expand our community and our reach. And we're building a community of champions here. This is something really powerful to be a part of. We're building a community of champions. That includes you. Now, we've been talking about how to pray like a champion, and I want to I want you to think about the power of prayer for a moment, because this is really important at this time of year with all the stress and all the anxiety that is in our lives automatically built into December. But think about the power of prayer. It is the invisible force that taps into the power of peace and freedom from anxiety and Jesus said, when we pray, our joy will be made full. So we need to treat anxiety as a signal to pray because there's some joy on the other side of that anxiety. In fact, anxiety, we should be welcoming anxiety because if we treat it as a signal to pray, we're going to pray a lot. And if we pray the way God says to, if we pray the way Jesus shows us to, he says we're going to have fullness of joy. He's going to make our joy full. We're going to have his joy. So really, we should get excited when anxiety hits, because on the other side of that anxiety, if handled the way it's simple to handle it with prayer, we're going to have joy. So wow. Now it helps me because I have had panic at times. I have felt anxiety at times. I have have felt that those palpitations and I have felt that heartbeat rate go up. Right. So I'm getting excited already, thinking about the next time it hits me how there's joy on the other side of that. So I'm not trying to make light of it, but I really want you to begin to see it as a tool and see it as something that you have authority and power over rather than thinking you're a victim of it. And it has power over you. So we want to answer the question, how do we how do we go to God with our anxious thoughts? How is prayer our response to anxiety and how does prayer become a pathway to peace, especially during this December season where it's very stressful for a number of reasons. This is a stressful time in people's lives because it's stressful financially. We want to buy gifts and we want to celebrate people, but there's a price to pay and we always can't can't always afford it. And we know the bill is coming in January if we put it on a credit card. So it's stressful financially. Secondly, it's stressful relationally. We're going to see some people who might be triggers in our lives. We're going to see some people who we may be the triggers to them. So we we have to realize it's stressful relationally. And also it's a stressful time emotionally because so often we're discouraged at the end of the year by the progress we made and we regret that we didn't make the kind of progress we wanted to or the goals that we had we didn't achieve. So this is important for us to talk about this, especially now. So today I want to show you the ABC's of how to pray in times of anxiety and stress. I'm going to give you an ABC simple formula. I know that's a, a kind of a word that people don't like to hear when it comes to Christianity or God or the Bible. But but all I mean, you you start with a baby formula when you're feeding your baby a, a, a bottle. So the formulas aren't bad. They're actually good when they work. Right. Anyway, we're not reducing God to a formula, but he's given us the gift of a formula an ABC that'll set you free. First, I want you to know, though, you're not alone in this season of stress and anxiety. This scripture always ministers to me. Romans chapter eight, verse 26 says, likewise, the spirit, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Boy, think about that. He says, we don't know how we ought to pray all the time, but the Holy Spirit is interceding for us with groanings too deep for words. He's doing that because we don't always know how to pray. He's at work in us, praying for us, praying through us when we don't know how to pray. We don't have to say, come on, Holy Spirit, come on, Holy Spirit, come on down. Holy Spirit, come on over. Holy Spirit, start praying, interceding. for me. He's already doing it. The moment you don't know how to pray, he's already on it. Wow, that sets me free thinking about that. You have a partner in prayer. You're not alone in prayer. You can pray by the anointing and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he's praying for you through you just by you existing and just by you believing that. Wow. Now, let's come to this great scripture in John, chapter 14, where he says in verse 13, Jesus said, Whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And then he says, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Think about the scope of prayer has no limits. Whatever you ask, this this power has no limits, no horizons. It can't be stopped. God wants you reaching further horizons and through prayer. So let me get into this ABC uh, of prayer in times of stress and anxiety. Here they are. A is for ask. B is for believe. And C is for celebrate. These this combination of asking, believing and celebrating is going to change your life and deliver you from stress and anxiety. And I'll talk about it in more detail. But remember last week I talked about five major types of prayer. Uh, I got so much feedback, good and bad on the prayer of Elijah. And I said, pray like Elijah prayed. And boy, we've had that that post is is probably the the post that made the the most had the most views, had the most impact of any post we've done. Why? Because there's power in prayer. And God wants his message of power in prayer to his people and the devil wants to stop it. But God is going to keep it going. So we talk about five types of prayer so that we're not thinking just there's one type. There's the prayer of communion and fellowship with God, talking with him, worshiping him. That's the most important, I believe, type of prayer, prayer of communion with God. Number two, there's the prayer of petition. It's asking specifically for what we need. We'll get to that in the ABC. It's making our request known to God. We'll get to that in the ABC. Number three is the prayer of intercession, um, asking for others needs, asking on behalf of somebody else, standing in the gap for somebody else. To stand in the gap is what the word intercede means to stand in the gap. And so we talk about the prayer of intercession. And then there's the prophetic prayer like Elijah prayed with a man, a man with a nature like ours. Yet he prayed that it would not rain and it did not rain. And first Kings, Chapter 17 illustrates that time of prayer was actually Elijah declaring and prophesying. So it's prophetic prayer that that Elijah is deploying and it's prophetic prayer that God's given us the power to deploy as well through death and life is in the power of the tongue. So when we speak words of life, we are literally praying the prayer of prophecy or prophetically praying that thing that we're speaking into existence because we call those things that be not as though they were in Romans chapter four and all the scriptures on 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 faith and prayer. And then the fifth type of prayer, which is where I'm going to zero in on the ABCs, is the prayer of thanksgiving. And it's in Philippians chapter four. And I really want to focus on this because it gets often overlooked when we pray, because we we think we should pray and then we should see our prayer answered and then start thanking God. And God doesn't set it up that way. He sets it up differently. And here's how it works in the prayer of thanksgiving. We talk about this in Philippians. God speaks of speaks of this to us in Philippians chapter four. Be anxious for nothing, but with everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Now think on these things. So verse six through eight is really a, a powerful demonstration of the ABCs of prayer. So number one, it's to ask and number two, it's to believe. And number three, it's to celebrate. And Thanksgiving is the celebration part. It's the proof that you believe you have received what you asked for. So it's like in Mark 11:24, Jesus says he said, for whatever you pray Whatever you ask in prayer, believe you have received it and it shall be granted to you. When I believe I have received it, the automatic reflex is Thanksgiving. Think about this for, for a minute. Let's just say we asked and then we saw it. Let's say we asked for it and then it happened. What would you do? You would celebrate. You would give praise. You would give thanks. So, what Jesus is teaching us is when you pray and ask, at the very moment you pray and ask, believe you have received it. So, if you say, Well, I prayed and I never got it, I never received it, I prayed, I never received it, you're, you're praying, you're defying the, the very way in which Jesus said it works. He said, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe you have received it, then it will be granted to you. If you say, well, as soon as it's granted to me, I'll believe I've received it, it doesn't work that way. Sorry that Jesus gave us the way that it did work and it doesn't line up with what you you might feel comfortable with, but it's the way Jesus gave to us, and it works. Believe you have received it. Now, if I believe I've received it, I'm going to act like I got it. I'm going to think like I got it. I'm going to rejoice like I got it. I'm going to give praise like I got it because I actually believe I've received it. If I don't believe I've received it, I'm not going to give God praise. I'm not going to celebrate because I'm going to wait until I believe I've received it. And if I have to see it to believe I've received it, I'm missing the point. He said, blessed are he said, blessed are you, Thomas, because you've seen and have believed, he said, you've seen and believed, But blessed are those who have not seen. And yet they believe in John chapter 20. Jesus said, you've seen and now you've believed, because remember, he said, until I put my hand on his side and and touch his hands and see the hole in his hands and his feet. Uh, I'm not going to believe. And then Jesus shows up and says, hey, put your hand right here. Thomas, put your hand right here. He said, be not unbelieving. Now be believing. He said, you you saw and you believe, but blessed, happy, fortunate and to be envied are those who have not seen. And yet they believe this is what delivers you from anxiety. I believe I have received it. I don't see it yet. I believe I have received it. I don't feel it yet. I believe I have received it. Doesn't matter what anybody else says about it. I believe I have received it. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? But it sounds crazier to stay anxious. It sounds crazy to believe you've received something that you haven't seen yet. But that's the kind of crazy that that God applauds. That's kind of crazy that that we should be uh, guilty of that kind of crazy, because that kind of crazy, it, it, it works. All right, now, Jesus demonstrated this. Father, I thank you, John chapter 11. Father, I thank you that you heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I'm saying it on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said these things in verse 43, it says in John 11, 43, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And the man who died came out, right? Lazarus came forth. But I want you to realize Jesus thanked God before Lazarus was had risen from the dead. He believed but the people around him would only believe it when they saw it but he believed and he thanked the Father before it happened. And then he was a part of it because he called those things that be not as though they were. So now let's talk about this ABC and what whatever it is that you lack, he said, if you you have not because you ask not in James chapter four. Right. So ask then believe you've received it. Whether you feel it or not, don't worry about don't don't navigate your life, don't fly your plane based on what you see. A lot of times pilots have to trust their instruments and not what they see with their physical eyes, because their instrument is telling them they're going straight, but their eyes telling them they're 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 going on an angle. They have to trust the instruments. And one of the instruments we have to trust is the instrument called faith. We have to trust that God God's word is true when we don't feel it or when we feel actually the opposite of it. Right. So this is what leads to celebrating gratitude, thankfulness. Thankfulness is a weapon against the enemy of negativity, the enemy of skepticism, the enemy of doubt, the enemy of unbelief. But thanklessness is the, is, the, is the greatest and quickest route to negativity and unhappiness. And if we just would follow the science on this, doctors have proven that gratitude makes us healthier. Gratitude makes us happier. Gratitude makes us more positive. Gratitude makes us more confident. Gratitude makes us more friendly. Gratitude makes us more easy to be around. But unthankfulness in this world right now is at an all time high, It says in second. Timothy, Chapter three, there will be. Terrible times in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful. And then he says unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, brutal, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. It says, wow, what a powerful verse there have nothing to do with such people. This was written 2000 years ago, and those are some serious, toxic behaviors there in this list. Think about this list. He goes through all of these ways of behaving. And right in the middle of that, right in the very middle of this passage of Scripture is the word ungrateful. In other words, the ungratefulness is the thing that connects our, the pain that comes before this ungratefulness and the pain that comes after. At the center of so much of our pain, so many of our sins, so much negative emotions is unthankfulness. And this verse tells us to have nothing to do with such people. Wow. Think about that. If we're to have nothing to do with such people, let's first. Have nothing to do with being such people, right? Like we have to not be that kind of person. Let's have nothing to do with being before we can say, oh, I can't be around you because you're unthankful. Let's make sure we're thankful. Let's make I got to make sure I'm thankful, have nothing to do with such people, it says. I have to have nothing to do with being that kind of person. Notice it says they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. You see, when we choose to focus on what we don't have. We deny the power that gratitude and celebration and thankfulness has. We we release its power to make us happy and healthy when we use gratitude as the third part of this ABC formula of prayer ask for what you have what you haven't asked for before believe you have received it and celebrate that with gratitude and thankfulness ABC ask believe celebrate ask believe and cheer you could use cheer for the word see ask believe and celebrate ask believe and cheer cheers it means we got it it's done hallelujah the lesson here is Unthankfulness is an evil force that produces negative energy, negative choices and resulting in a negative life. But the true purpose of life we are truly created to celebrate. We're truly created to praise, we're truly created to glorify and thank God. We are created for praise. We are crea- we are wired to be praisers. So we should we should get praise in the right things like imagine being invited to the Super Bowl, given free tickets to the Super Bowl or to the World Cup to see your favorite team and you're treated with the best seats, unlimited refreshments. But all of that is given under one condition. You are not allowed to applaud. You're not allowed to cheer. You're not allowed to celebrate when your team scores. And if they win, you're not allowed to be celebrating that either. You see, there would be no real enjoyment, would there? You are experiencing the same Super Bowl or World Cup that everybody else is a witness to, but you can't enjoy it because you can't praise it. In other words, the true fulfillment of anything in life is the ability to praise that thing. A great meal causes you to praise it. Wow, that was such great food. That chef was so great. Wow, what? my wife or my husband, wow, they just made the best meal ever. My boyfriend, my girlfriend, I just made something great. You could even say, wow, well, I got to praise this meal. This is amazing. A great meal causes you to praise it. A great concert causes you to praise it. But if you take the praise out of the equation, there's no true happiness. In other words, as simple as that is to understand, we forget to praise and thank God even for the little things. We see the negative and we rob ourselves of the true meaning of life, which is to praise a thing. Happiness comes from focusing on the things that make us praise and celebrate God and celebrate people. Wow. It says in Romans chapter one, look at this verse in twenty one, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. Look at the downward spiral. He said, "Nor were they thankful, but they became futile in their thoughts, foolish in their hearts and their hearts were darkened. They became futile. Their activity became futile. Their hearts became foolish and their hearts were darkened. Wow. So, yes, thanklessness leads to a life of futility and foolish decisions, mental disorders such as depression and anxiety And these things God created us to have the power to make these things go away. The anxiety we're not going to make problems go away all the time, but we're going to we can make the anxiety go away by the ABC's ask believe you've received it and celebrate, cheer, rejoice, thank God, gratitude. If you just took a minute right now and started praising God for the good things you already had you would find yourself happier and you would find stress and anxiety losing their power, even if it's a little bit, you keep praising and they'll lose their power a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. more. What does it mean to glorify God? He says they did not glorify God, nor were they thankful. So the secret to thankfulness is glorifying God. Well, glorify means to magnify. So. A magnifying glass, if you had a if I held up a magnifying glass, it doesn't make the thing bigger. It just focuses on it bigger. It just makes it look bigger from a closer perspective. We can't make God bigger, but we can focus in on what he's done for us. That's magnifying the Lord. That's glorifying God. We can focus on what he promised. We can focus on what he what we have. We can focus on what he's already done and he will become bigger in our eyes. That's magnifying the Lord. This is what activates power in our lives. It it releases it releases chemicals in our body to bring us calm, to bring us happiness. And when we're calm and happy, we can make wiser, sounder decisions. So think about that. In that sense, giving thanks and praise is one of the greatest spiritual weapons we have in the battle of life. The enemy of our soul defeats us. And keeps us angry and upset all through. Being ungrateful. But praising what we're grateful for and praising the one it comes from. It just stops the enemy dead in its tracks somewhere in Psalms, it says, Praise stills the enemy. It stops the enemy. Wow. And when you start praising God, you're doing what you were created to do. It's natural for the creation to thank the creator that created it. It says in Revelation, chapter four, verse 11, God, for your pleasure, all things were created. In other words, We're created for God's pleasure by thanking him for the gifts he's given. It brings him great joy. So praise God for what he's done. Praise God for what he's going to do. Expect him by praising him for what he's done. It's going to cause you to start expecting more of that to be done by remembering that it has been done. It will activate your faith for what can be done. Send up praise. Listen, you want to meet the best partner, you want to have a child, you want to have a career that God is doing, that God wants you in, that you want in and and want to start a new career, start praising God for it. ask, believe you've received it and start thanking him for it as the reflex to believing. Start praising him for it. The heart of thanks, the heart of praise grows by it being used. Nothing grows if you if you don't use it, you got to use it as you use this muscle of praise, this muscle of gratitude, this muscle of thanks. You're truly freeing yourself from the victim mindset, from entitlement, from pride. Well, it really is. Gratitude is the greatest demonstration of humility. And ingratitude is really the greatest demonstration of pride. A down to earth, a humble person sees good in everything, finds the good, looks for the good in everything, finds the good in every person. That allows you to be grateful for what you have. Boy, if we just realize we can give thanks even for the littlest things the air we breathe, the clothes on our back, the food on our table. When you have a great meal, give praise. When you watch your child play and give praise. When you receive a text from someone, give praise. When you hear from somebody, give praise. When a check comes in the mail, give praise. When a bill shows up, give praise that God already will meet that need. Praise God in everything. When you're on the top of the mountain, give him praise because he got you there. When you're in the bottom of the valley, give him praise because he's with you there. Amen? You'll find that praise and gratitude and gratefulness in this season Ask, believe, and then celebrate. It will deliver you from anxiety and deliver you from stress. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It sounds so simple, but it goes with the ABCs. Ask. Believe you received it before you see it and begin to thank God for it. The ABCs do this and watch your heart rate, slow down to a healthy, peaceful, stressless holiday season. Thanks for joining me. We're out of time. Thanks for being with me on Think Like a Champion. We're building a community of champions and you are a part of that community of champions. Subscribe, share this wherever you listen to a podcast. Make sure to subscribe and thank you. To those who give to Lifechangerschurch.com, thank you in advance for giving. Would you pay it forward? Would you take a moment right now and just give and plant some seed and out of gratitude sow towards your future harvest and help us get this message out to more people? Go to LifechangersChurch.com/slash give for your weekly partnership or your weekly gift or paying it forward, however you want to call it. Let's Let's give with great gratitude and thankful that we even have something to give. Amen. Thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you next week on Think Like a Champion. We will see you then. God bless.